It is Wednesday, April the 29th. May is right around the corner. Um, it, it's weird that a month can feel like it took forever and also happen in the blink of an eye, but that's basically what April of 2020 was. We have lots to discuss on this year program this evening. We've got uh, we got a draft recap. We've got um, a bunch of football recruiting things to discuss. We've also got this whole situation with the G League and it's ruining college basketball, or maybe it's not ruining college basketball. Oh, what's this? The NCAA is going to let kids make some money uh, off of their name, image, and likeness, or maybe not. Um, and then, of course, we've got the uh, uh, the logo <laughs> slash rebrand fiasco uh, of 2020. Um, to to get into so there's lots of stuff in 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 a uh, in a rare uh, twist of fate we we have plenty of content to discuss uh, during this uh, shutdown uh, before we get started let's go around and introduce everybody let's see I don't know where David Spence is uh, but David Spence is back on the show how's it going man uh, I'm in Huddleston Virginia on Smith Mountain Lake where I've been spending my all but like two nights of the entire stay at home order uh, stay at home here. So who days on the board at who days on Twitter and uh, up in re- wait, you have you moved yet? Are you still resting? Are you where are you Ferber? Justin Ferber. Is that for, is that for public consumption? Oh, snap. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm just playing. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to, um, I didn't mean to impugn your opsec there. Um, but yeah, staff got, writer Justin Ferber so, is on the I program. I got so bored at, I got so bored at home. I just decided to move my home. <laughs> I was like, well, if they're going to make me stay here, I'm just going to stay somewhere else. Um, at, yeah, but I'm still here at okay. Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. You do? Okay, wait. Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for um, content items and witty banter. Um, except for when Twitter was down yesterday, which which for a little while there, or last night, caused me a little bit of stress because I was like, Virginia's, Virginia's on a heater and they're picking up commitments left and right, and I really don't want to miss anything right now. Um so wait, so you do, but I'm not wrong about this, right? I didn't dream this. You 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 do move at some point, relatively. Yeah, soon, yeah, I'm gonna move. Right. I just haven't done it. Yet. Don't worry, I'm not gonna give the people your address. I'm not gonna be like, hey, if you'd like to send a care package to. Although I'll give it to you on my OnlyFans page if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Although the last time we said something on a podcast, or maybe we tweeted it out, somebody actually sent you Venmo money on Venmo to buy beers, which um, worked out pretty well in that, your favor. That did happen. Yeah, yeah. My Venmo address plays. It plays all day and all night. <laughs> quarantine, no quarantine. It plays. Shut down, no shut down. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get started. We'll talk real quick about the draft. Um, I guess. There's no real way to discuss this without kind of talking about Bryce Hall falling. I think that was, to me, the story of the draft um, because everything else sort of went like we expected, right? Like Joe Reed basically went about where we expected. Um, Bryce Perkins signed an undrafted free agent deal. Um, Jordan Mack signed in a deal. I guess maybe it's a little bit newsy that um, Hasis Dubois, at least as, of, as we sit here tonight or as we record, has not um, at least reportedly signed anything. Um, but I, I would imagine that Hall falling where he fell – um, to the Jets uh, was a fairly significant um, sort of thing. Um, February, we talked last week. You know, you 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 did a draft profile on all these guys, and and uh, we discussed the possibility of the injury could impact him. Did we? Did did you think it would impact him as much as he, as it did? Like, you're you're usually plugged in on this stuff. What 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 do you think? <laughs> what would you attribute the the, the fall to? Uh, no, I didn't because I tweeted on Friday that he would get picked. <laughs> um, and I like retweeted that thing out thinking that he would likely get picked and he didn't. Um, I thought that day three pick for him was possible. I would have said like 15, 20% chance. Um, once you get out of the first round, the, 
the projections really are all over the place. You see guys get taken in the second round that were in fifth rounds of mock drafts. You see guys, you know, projected to go in the second, third round, fall to where Bryce Hall did. Um, I mean, you have to think about it. Like Bryce Hall, his fall was, it seemed like it took forever for him to get picked. But even when he got picked, he was like the seventh best player on Kuiper's board. So it's not like he was the only one, you know, it happens to a bunch of guys every year. So, um, my, my the only thing I can think, and obviously we can't go ask all the teams that didn't take him why they didn't take him, um, or the Jets who passed him at least once um, in those middle rounds, um, like why he fell so far. But my guess would be that the injury and then his lack of opportunity to kind of compensate for that with a pro day and all that stuff hurt. Um, now, I mean, I, I can't really sit here and say without a, with a bunch of evidence that like every player that was hurt coming into the draft fell farther than were you know they were expected to, but. It did seem like that was a factor for him. And as I wrote in the draft preview thing for him, he was already kind of in an interesting spot because of his like fit scheme fit and and his uh, like physical abilities and all that stuff. So, I mean, he just projects as more of a zone corner and uh, you know, he's not going to be like the quickest guy getting in and out of breaks with like the Tyreek Hills of the world. He's going to be a guy that can read and react and come downhill and make tackles and then you know, defend the ball in the air and all that stuff. But he's not going to – he's never going to be a guy that can, like, run with the fastest guys in the NFL. Um, and that's fine because a lot of corners can't. And that's that's one of the reasons they play defense and not offense. Um, but, you know, so I think that kind of limits him because if you if you look at a team that plays a lot of man, that they're going to probably prioritize guys that were – I mean, for example, like Troy Pride Jr. I think he went to Carolina. I have no idea what their scheme is going to be because they have a new coach. Um, who's never been an NFL coach. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but if you look at that guy, like he's known for having like ex- very good man-to-man skills, um, played well at the senior bowl. So, I mean, when he's in the mix with these other guys, I think that can, those sorts of things are all detractors, right? So, I mean, I think ultimately, like I said before the draft, for him, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much where he got picked versus where you know he was projected to go because I think he's going to have an opportunity to play a lot early in his career and prove himself. So, I mean, the Jets have a good defensive staff. Uh, the, you know, Greg Williams plays a really aggressive scheme. So I think he's going to have a chance to, to make the most of it, even though he ended up going a little lower than we all thought he would. Dave, as somebody who um, mm-hmm. typically pays a lot more attention to the NFL draft than I do, um, the, this is usually, uh, I, don't, I don't want to call it a holiday for, for you, but it's typically a big deal. Yeah. As you watch this thing unfold, knowing that there were a bunch of who's out there, um, did the fact that Bryce fell, did that deter your enjoyment of the uh, very unusual 2020 NFL draft? <laughs> I mean... Maybe a little. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, more because I, I like Bryce as a person, right? Like, just, just the kid. Right. I mean, the, the, he's just an amazing dude. And um, the fact he came back for his fourth year, um, for for the reasons he stated, like, you know, he, he definitely lost money coming back. Um, I don't know what his insurance policy is and what that will make up, but um, – but, yeah, I mean, it definitely it took a little bit of the the fun out of it, um, but that's just the way the NFL is. And man, getting picked in the second or third round doesn't mean he's going to have a better career than picking and getting picked in the fifth. Um, it's a great value pick. My guess is, and, and this is you know, I know Justin was guessing too, but um, my my guess is not 
being able to get in front of like all the team doctors because of the travel restrictions um, and having to kind of have those doctors consult his doctors probably rate a little bit into it. Couple with the fact that like the cornerback position, if you look at the guys who who excel in that position in the NFL, a lot of them aren't taken early. You know, it's a it's a hit or miss position like every position in the NFL. Um, but it's also a position that has a you know a proverbial buttload of <laughs> available talent. So, <laughs> you know, if you're fifty fifty on a guy and one's coming off an injury you haven't been able to lay your eyes on because or, you know, see work out. Um yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Bryce would lose the coin flip in that situation. But I think he did land ultimately land in a really good situation. Um, you know, I mean, I think he, he's got all the potential in the world to be a very good NFL player. But playing corner in the NFL is a crazy thing. Um, I don't think being picked fifth is going to, you know, the fifth round is going to change what happens to him. Um, yeah, my, my guess is he'll have a multi-year career, but we know how that goes you know um yeah i mean i was more excited to see joe get picked in the fourth round like that excited me more it was the fourth for joe right fifth um, early fifth round before oh, early okay before bryce though um but that pick that, was not i mean it, i mean it wasn't like the the range of the pick was way off but i wasn't expecting him to go because no. i was waiting for hall to go so it was kind of like oh joe Reed. yeah like yeah. you know but i did say yeah. i texted somebody a few picks before that and was like we're now in joe Reed territory so you know it's interesting, yeah. you know that that it kind of fault, you know, unfolded that way. They should rename Charlotte Courthouse Joe Reed. Yeah. For the and then of course, and then of course, somebody <laughs> tweeted like two days before the draft, like UVA is going to have a player pick before Tech for like the seventh time in ten years or something. And Dalton Keene went before Bryce Hall and Joe Reed, so it just kind of, and he was projected to go like in the sixth or seventh round. So that's just that's the draft for you. I mean, it just kind of works out that way. True. Yeah. I felt yeah. like. Um, I want to talk about Joe in a second, but um, I really thought it was interesting. You know, if you had asked UVA fans before the draft, they would have told you, right, that they thought Bryce Hall was going to go higher than he, much higher probably than he went, and they would have told you that Bryce Perkins was going to get picked. And yet both of them, even though they didn't have maybe optimal um, draft results in terms of, you know, what their hopes and expectations were going in, they didn't exactly land in bad situations, right? Like, you look at... Um, you know, Perkins is in a spot where, you know, he there's not a whole lot of quarterback depth on that roster, so he's going to be able to, um, you know, once football actually resumes, it, you know, conceivably he'll be able to be uh, in the, in some sort of mix for a backup role. Obviously, Bryce Hall's in a spot where, you know, he he's going to be able to play his way, if healthy, uh, in, in, in into a really good spot. So I just feel like both of them, even if maybe the, the draft wasn't what they wanted it to be, they still didn't exactly end up in in poor circumstances. Now Joe Reed being picked by my bolts, and that's right. First time publicly, I'm calling them my bolts. Um, for <laughs> I've never had an NFL team for the record, um, like a team. What's your that, favorite Chargers memory? Uh, probably anything Ladainian Tomlinson did. Um, I was gonna say when they picked Joe Reed. <laughs> when they, yeah, <laughs> they when they picked Joe, Reed. when when my friend gave me a hat. No, some Dontrell Inman play. So when my, they unveiled the new uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy uh, is a huge uh, Chargers fan, always has been, and for my birthday he got me a San Diego hat, and like I thought it was cool because you know they just signed Derek Jennings and everything. I was like, all right, that's great. All right, cool. I'll, I'll finally San have a team. Diego. And so San Diego. whatever, Come I'm gonna on, call dude. him San Diego <laughs> until the end of time. Um, and so anyway, so for, for them to pick Joe and I mean, man, I, I thought there was so much excitement about that pick and certainly UVA fans really enjoyed it. Ferber, what do you think about the fit for Joe 
out in quote unquote Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, for wide receivers, it's kind of tough to say, honestly, just because it's not a position where one guy plays or, you know, as far as a scheme fit, I thought there was a lot of different schemes that he could go to and, and excel. But, I mean, I looked one of the things I looked at when I wrote that thing for I think it was Monday, the draft recap thing. Um, I just looked at the depth chart for each team and like what they drafted and all that. And, you know, for the Chargers, they uh, well, they have Darius Jennings on their team, which is interesting because he's a return man, too. So um that's an interesting fit but um as far as receiver goes they have keenan allen and mike williams and then it's like a bunch of dudes like there's you know i'm not saying none of those guys are any good but there's not a whole lot of depth there i don't think they took kj hill later in the draft who will probably make the roster um I, i think he's got a shot and also i mean he was on a lot of teams boards as a running back and, uh, you know, they have Austin Eckler, who had a good year last year. They got rid of Melvin Gordon as a result of that. And they took a running back before they took Joe Reed. But, I mean, Reed could play in the backfield some. Uh, that would not surprise me at all. And then, obviously, he had teams right out of the gate. So, um, it may ultimately come at the expense of Darius Jennings' roster spot if he becomes the primary kick returner. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, how that all plays out. And, and I think, I mean, it's definitely not a bad spot for him to be in. Uh, it's just tough for me to say like, oh, it's like the perfect place for him to go. But obviously they they liked him because there were a ton of receivers on the board when they took him. So good fit for him, I think. And then otherwise, the fact <laughs> that Hasis is not signed. I mean, Eli Handback not being signed at this point because of the the lack of real urgency is maybe not quite as surprising. But I thought Hasis would be signed, you know, in that first what eight to twelve hour window after the draft. Yeah. Um, what do we what do we make of that? Is that just a a situation where college guys game doesn't translate as well to the NFL? Is it a function of the lack of urgency among teams because of the conditions on the ground? What do we what do we make of that right now? I think I think it's, just I think a, it's the latter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah, I mean, look I at like I think uh, it's just a bad thing, right? <laughs> it's just a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think that he will prove. People will be like, "How did this guy go so long without being signed or picked?" Um, but I was thinking about it earlier, and normally, if memory serves, and I look, ba- I look back to last year and the year before, a lot of teams usually will sign like ten to twelve undrafted free agents after the draft, and not all those guys get signed right away. Um, but some the next day, you know, some guys are just tr- like practice, like they get, they get like a tryout basically. Like, remember, I think it was like Matt Johns got to like go to camp and basically they just need extra quarterbacks cause they have all these other guys there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I looked at, for example, I did the, I think it was the, the Redskins signed like four guys. So my guess is that there's just less guys that have been signed and I could probably find some sort of way to prove that, I th- but I think that's probably what it is. And he's just one of the guys that hasn't been picked up yet because I think a lot of teams are in wait and see mode because you have to remember, normally, obviously, training camp doesn't start till July, you know, into August. Rookie minicamp is usually the week or the two weeks after the draft. So that's why a lot of these guys get signed right away because they need them in, in the building for practices with right. other rookies right, right away. And now that's not happening. So, I mean, maybe there's just not a lot of urgency to get guys on the roster right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And but I, th- I mean, ultimately, I would be absolutely stunned if he isn't signed. You know, but at some point. Yeah, him not being signed is 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 pretty crazy. What were you going to say, Dave? No, it's just. I mean, I mean, it, it, I think it's just NFL guys outthinking themselves, looking at numbers a little bit too much. Um, 
Now I assume, like unless unless he went and ran a secret forty, I don't even know that they have an accurate forty time on Aziz. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was speculating too, like you know, if it was COVID related because they won't have rookie mini camp. I'll be shocked if he doesn't end up in a camp somewhere. Um, but at the same time, like as the days go on, you don't hear anything. Like I hear people saying maybe he's mulling over multiple offers. Like nah, that's not that's not what it is. Like. Yeah, no, that's not usually how somewhere. it works anyway. Yeah, because and if you look at the undrafted free agents that have signed for the most part, they've signed pretty substantial signing bonuses. So it's I just think Justin's right. We haven't gotten to that second phase of undrafted free agents, which are, you know, guys they want to take a shot on in rookie minute camp and maybe roll into training camp. I just don't think yeah. they're signing those guys right now because there's no urgency. Um Yeah, I, I mean I know for a fact that like Perkins had a deal with the Rams like a month ago. Like, that was a done deal. I don't know if it was exactly a month ago, but, like, that was his preferred destination. So, unless something fell through with another team. But, I mean, I will say, there was a, I mean, obviously there was always the chance he would get picked. Yeah. But, like, I, that was where he wanted to be, and that's kind of how this works. It's not like, people always think, like, oh, it's this mad dash to get players once the draft ends. Like, that's not how it works. They The teams talk to the players well ahead of time, and sometimes on the day of the draft. And say like, um, you know, like, hey, if you don't get picked, this is what we're going to, you know, obviously they're talking to the agents. But, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, this is, you know, for so-and-so, if he doesn't get picked, like, what's he want? Like, we're looking at this. We could offer him this. And different teams can guarantee certain amounts of money. You have like a pool of money to use. Um, and so, like, some of these deals get done way. I mean, that's why guys like um like Perkins for example got signed so quickly I mean because that but I think maybe Dubois for somebody who didn't have any of those offers during the draft and he was like okay as soon as the draft ends I'll probably get signed by somebody and it just hasn't happened yet but you know it could pop at any time I don't really know or it could drag on until we get some sort of resolution on like when the NFL season is going to take place uh but I mean also with him getting undrafted I, I agree with what Dave said I think he's going to I don't know if I wouldn't say he's going to make a 53 man roster. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he made a practice squad at a minimum um, just because he can block and he can catch and he's going to play well in, in camp. I think um, I think him not getting picked is also a function of this being like a historically deep receiver group like KJ Hill from Ohio State, who I mentioned, who went to the Chargers, went in the seventh round. And that dude is, like, fast and productive and runs great routes. And I'm just using him as an example. Like, I mean, there are some guys that went – I mean, you guys saw Anthony Gandy – or Antonio Gandy-Golden play. That yeah. dude went in the fifth round. Yeah, that, that like, kid's what? a beast, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, like, Joe Reed has, like, got 4-4 four, four speed and went in the fifth round. I mean, like, there's there was a lot of receivers in this draft. Yeah. And I think that's why he didn't get picked. That's fair. I, one to other, me, but that doesn't yeah, mean to me the most, that doesn't mean that that people aren't going to be wrong. You know, that doesn't right, mean he right, can't yeah. play. To me, the most interesting thing about this draft from a UVA perspective is looking back in all the years I've been a UVA fan and you know kind of kept up with the draft. I can't think of a player going to a a city that is more unlike the player than Joe going to LA. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, and I, I've been scouring my brain trying to think of. Well, anyone Mike, who got well, drafted well, in a city. Okay, Dra Micah Kaiser is in LA. Yeah, but Micah Kaiser. Micah like, Kaiser's from could, Baltimore. A, like he's yeah, that's a, he's a city boy. Like, I mean, Charlotte Courthouse. I mean, Juan Thornhill is your first like comp, right? You, you go to Alta Vista, but Alta Vista, but he's up in Kansas City, which is for a city. 
a lot more like Alta Vista. It's an Alta Vista city. (laughs) It is. It is. And then uh, like DeBrickashaw going to the Jets, but DeBrickashaw is like you know well rounded from the area. He's from New Jersey too, or whatever. And then Tiki Tiki going to the Giants, maybe, but Tiki was always kind of out there. And then Rondé went to Tampa Bay. Um, You know, so I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I really hey, I can't. Wait, if, if, if anyone else can think of one, did Percy Ellsworth get drafted? Giants, right? Okay, so maybe Southampton County to to New York. I mean, you know, that's a nice Charlotte Courthouse Joe, comp. Yeah, but Joe Reed is like country, country. <laughs> it's like frog. <laughs> he, wear, he wears yeah. a hook on his hat, He's, country. <laughs> yeah, he dressed up as Darius Rucker for Halloween with Kyle Guy, Come which on. is an amazing, <laughs> yes. which was an amazing costume yeah. for the record. Yeah. Anyway, he, um, he'll be ultimately he'll be very, very successful out there. So let's talk about football recruiting has been nuts the last few days. Um, I mentioned earlier that it was weird that they didn't get a commitment today, um, and they're not done. They're going to get several more before um, it feels like before the week is out, and certainly a couple more in the next week and change. Um, so I want to talk about Jacob Rodriguez, three-star quarterback, um, Virginia landed. My God, what day was that? What day is today? Um, that was like two days ago. No, that was yeah, that was two days ago. That was on Monday. Six foot two, two ten, out of Wichita Falls. Um, nice offer list, right? Like, uh, let's see, Baylor. Um, let's see, Iowa State's in there. Kansas State was in there. Texas Tech was in there. Um, Arkansas was sniffing around as well. Uh, I, I like this kid's film a lot. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about just the fit. Um, to me, he seems straight out of central casting for what they would want um, out of a, um, a quarterback. Dave, let's start with you. When you first found out this kid was coming, what was your initial reaction, and, and how's it been in the days since then? Well, I've known for weeks because we keep secrets from people, right? No. <laughs> no, I just found out when you guys did. Um, watching his film, like, man, he's good. Um I won't go on our Taysom Hill rant. Um, get Ferber all wound up. He's not Taysom Hill. That dude's like a once in a generational athlete. But um, no, as far as what Virginia does, he he looks like a right-handed Brennan Armstrong. Um, and I think that's a great comp. If you watch high school film from Brennan and high school and and Rodriguez's huddle, um, they're very similar. Very like initiating contact quarterbacks. Um, and you know. It's so hard to we've as Virginia fans we we know like you know the tape doesn't always translate to, to you know high school tape doesn't always translate to college production but um, you can see him you know if you think of what what he looks like inside of her you know Virginia's offense he he does fit and you put him in a class with uh, Jay Wolfuck, um who I don't know I mean I like both of their films for different reasons you know Wolfuck's a little more a little bit better polished passer I think. Um, maybe a touch quicker running, but not as physical. So, um, but you know, he's got that baseball aspect and does, does he pursue that instead of football? Um, I mean, I think it's a great addition. You, you stack them up and that to me, that's the biggest thing with Rodriguez and Wolf. It's, it's continuing to stack right. guys who have right. the attributes and who fit a system. You're not adding a pocket passer one year, a dual threat the next year or two dual threats one year and two. You know, it's it's what Bronco and the staff have done, and the thing we probably don't applaud them enough for is recruiting to what they do when they can. Um, obviously, they took you know Kurt Benker as a grad transfer, but we we've discussed that before. Like he wasn't just a pocket passer when they knew him. 
Um, they recruit to what fits their system. And to me, that that's who Rodriguez looks like. It's Brendan Armstrong, a right-handed Brendan Armstrong. And I'll take two of him any time, you know, despite the fact that my Brendan Armstrong, you know, my, my faith in him is based on the little bit we've seen. <laughs> But you're right, though. I mean, like, it is kind of refreshing, or I guess maybe it's the opposite of that because it's not different. Like, it is kind of cool to just be able to put on a quarterback's tape and be like, yep, that's exactly what they – that's the guy. Like, that's that's the kind of guy they recruit. You know, I, I saw when I watched Rodriguez's tape, it looked just like Ira Armstead's last year and Brendan Armstrong's. You know, it just – you could tell that it, it it's very intentional, right? It's not just like, oh, this guy's pretty good. We'll just take him, right? I mean, they all kind of play the same. You see the same kinds of highlights. There's always, like, a few good throws, some really dynamic runs, and then one play where he just, like, blows a guy up. <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, he had, a, he had a clip at linebacker where he just demolished a guy in, like a, in a gap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, that, that was definitely refreshing to see, uh, that, they, that they, you know, it, there's definitely a cohesive plan, and you can kind of see, like, okay, like Brad nailed it the other day with his tweets. Like, um that's your that's your title, by the way. Um, <laughs> Brad nailed it with his tweets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, like you know, th- you watch the tape and it takes two seconds. You watch two highlights and you're like, well, I understand why they recruited that guy. Like you know, it's like, it, it, even if he might not be the highest rated guy or the most offers, even though the last couple guys have had good offer lists and are pretty highly rated, um, you know, it just makes sense. It's like this is exactly the kind of player that that fits what they're trying to do. Yeah, and I think the other part of like of recruit, recruiting multiple um, dual threats, if you look at words, for example, like you know the, the up, upside to recruiting athlete, you know, athletic quarterback is if he doesn't work out as quarterback, you can move him somewhere. Like you know, you just don't have to move him to hold a clipboard. Yeah, that's true. I mean, other guys, it's like they're either going to stand there and do nothing, or they're going to leave. Like, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought the more I watched Rodriguez's film, the more I thought like, okay, um, and I definitely got some some vibes um, in just in general, just about like it's kind of not. I mean, like, listen, no, and again, I and every time we do this, I just feel like I have to give the caveat because I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it is kind of nice to have a staff that clear, you know, to that they clearly have a, a a blueprint for what they're looking for, and if they're if you're not that, like, they might take a flyer here and there. But you're not going to be too far outside of the bubble, you know, in terms of what they're looking for, right? Wow, Brad. Shots fired. I mean, seriously, it's just, you know, harsh. (laughs) Um, Hashtag sick burn. No, but, you know, I mean, like some of those later London classes, man, they take like nine defensive backs, you know, and they were all over the map. Um, You look at this and you can almost go position by position and know exactly what they're looking for. And that's what they do. Now, every once in a while, they might like a kid uh, who might be – you know, an inch or two shorter than what they would normally be the prototype, right? But realistically, like, the, the thing is going to have to fit. And they, they look for a specific style. They look for a specific type of player. Um, and so the more I watched Rodriguez's film, I was like, yeah, yeah, that one, that one fits. And then, you know, the Gaffney kid as well. Um, Micah Gaffney, a three-star cornerback um, out of the great state of uh, Alabama. Um, great great town name, by the way, Spanish <laughs> Fort. Yeah, right? I, I thought the same thing. Um When's the last kid out that UVA got from Alabama? Um, well, they they had the well, I guess eh, that wasn't public, so I won't say it. Um, they had a kid that was silently committed that ended up at an SEC school, I believe, last year. Yes, true, yep. true. The Ricky Wright. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. 
I like, I like how you said you weren't going to say it, and then you like literally well, seven seconds yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, said like, it. I guess it doesn't really matter. But I mean, it was he was. Am I? I'm correct about that, right? I just didn't want to get the details. Yeah, yeah, you're on. right. You're right. He ended up at like Alabama, and then Ole Miss, and then Vanderbilt, or something crazy like that. It's weird how they end up circled back. He like circled back to a UVA like school, uh, but not UVA though. Interesting. Um, so talk about um, talk about a kid with a nice offer list, right? Georgia Tech. Uh, I, do I mention Indiana and Kansas? I guess, but Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Texas A and M, and again Arkansas. Why is Arkansas always sniffing around all these kids? The UVA guess. Um, I know. I feel like they're really starting to go at it now. And then <laughs> like Louisiana, it's going to be like, oh no, we're the team coming in. No, we're the team coming yeah. in. <laughs> um, Arkansas obviously has the location advantage. So again, watch the film. I mean, even though maybe he's he's only six foot, so he's not like you know six one or so. But that's how we got him in our database. You know, who knows what he'll actually end up being. Once he gets there again, fit was good. Um, clearly, a kid that they uh, like a whole lot um, for a variety for obvious reasons. Um, this is one that kind of crept up a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I don't know when I got the forecast in there, but it was you know not too far away from when it uh, when it went down. Um, I'm guessing though, as we look at the class as a whole, um, you know, we we talked before, you know, about sort of uh, their needs in this class. You know, right now they're at nine commitments, currently at 25 nationally. Now that number, team recruiting ranking changes depending on when other schools get commitments. So, you know, Virginia, by the time you listen to this, might be 27th because, you know, a couple teams got um, some guys. But right now, I mean, they're working with a really nice group. I mean, the Simpkins kid who committed from Gaithersburg, he, we still have him as a two, and his offer list is absurd for a two-star. Like, there's just 0% chance. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to hate on, like, the rivals' rankings, but yeah. I think he's getting a bump. He's going to get a bump. <laughs> he, he better get a bump. Um, you know, the next time the re-ranks come through, I'm like, I mean, it's and not I, even just offers offer, either. You watch his offer film. List don't mean, yeah, offer list don't mean everything, but, like, come on. I mean, that dude's offer list is, like, way too good to be a two-star. <laughs> Um, that kid is, that kid's really good. I, I don't want to say like, if you look at the group as a whole, I, I think there's one glowing need, right? And it's on the offensive front, right? They've got some nice defensive backs, got a couple yeah. good quarterbacks, got some, you know, a couple wide receiver like kids, good linebacker maybe, but it's all in the trenches. It's, it's especially on the offensive line. Um, and then on the defensive front, you you wouldn't mind getting a couple because you're going to lose some guys, right? You're going to lose Alonzo. You're going to lose Bernie. Um, you so know. Bernie's not coming back for his 10th year of eligibility? <laughs> no, I think he only has one more of those left, unfortunately. Um, but if you think about just in terms of, you know, um, if you look at the class as a whole, right? So you've got – so Mandy's a senior. Um, Bernie's a senior. Um you know, you, you obviously you're going to have to replace a lot in the defensive backfield, which you're, you're addressing. But really, you know, they've got several linebackers. Um, but you really, I mean, you need some offensive linemen. You're going to have Gellerstedt, uh, Chris Glazer, and Dylan Rankinsmeyer, all seniors on this uh, this year's team. So you, you probably need three, if maybe not four, uh, offensive linemen. And right now, at least, they don't have any. Um, you know, and, and none, of the, none of the birdies that I've been hearing from have intimated that any of the guys looking – to maybe decide in the coming, you know, days or whatever are at that position. So I kind of feel like it's the one glaring spot right now. That's, you know, that being said, there are obviously some really big fish out there. Tristan Lee, probably chief among them. Um, what's your, Dave, we'll start with you. What's your general feel right now about this class? Should folks be getting really excited that they're top 25? And please don't say yes, because then I'm going to have to tell you you're wrong. 
No, no. I mean, look, like, if you want to get excited because you're bored and it's fun for a day or two, that's fine. Like, I understand. Um, it does look, it is fun to pull up text class and be a little ahead of them. Just, you know, if you're going to do that, don't pull up Carolinas because you'll, you'll get, <laughs> you'll be upset. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, Rivals has us at 25th right now, but if you look at total number of commitments, Virginia is like top 12, uh, top 14 yeah. or 15. So, um, that means that nothing. Right weighs now. heavy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, what a, I can't remember the joke I made in the tech service. It's like bragging about having a lead in the second quarter. Um, <laughs> makes you feel good, but well, also, yeah. Like matter. think about like signing day decisions. Those always bounce in the favor of the, the top recruiting teams. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Alabama and, and, and will not, get eight guys on signing day, and then their class goes from sixth to first or whatever. Like, there's going to be yeah, a lot of so. Yeah, so I mean, I guess getting back to the original question, like, you know, the class itself, I, I like what they've got. I, I agree. Like, offensive line is, is a concern for me. My guess is, if you look at what's left after this year, they probably be happy to get like two or three really highly rated offensive linemen prospects. You know, two definitely, three. Three is probably better for me, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the potential transfer restrictions being lifted, that maybe just for stacking the stacking the line, they might be thinking, let's go have, you know, especially if they know more than we do about how they're positioned with a guy like Lee or or anyone else of the, of the more highly rated offensive line. Maybe they get a couple of those and they go after a transfer or two to kind of not have a bunch of young guys on the offensive line. I could see that. Um, I mean, I assume they're done with the quarterback recruiting, running back recruiting between that and the transfer. All right. It appears that we've maybe lost Dave. Um, <laughs> that was some, uh, that was an intense cliffhanger. Unless, there. unless he really, uh, unless he really needed to, um, you know, put a put a real big yeah. period on that point. Yeah, he was letting um, that transfer and the transfer and the transfer. He's he's letting that he's letting that, that breathe. It. So uh, I, I hope we get Dave back. Uh, I want to I want I do want to point out something else. Um, let's see. Uh, we don't get Dave on this podcast very much these right, days. Let's see. Let's see if I hit the right button. Dave, Dave, are you with us? Dave, <laughs> come to me. Dave. I'm with you. There you we are. Had a large. We had a large wind burst in my my <laughs> phone went out. We're just gonna we're just gonna edit all that out. No, we're not. We're yeah, gonna. It's, it's in the that. show. It's in the show. It's in the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you were saying. Anyway, I didn't have. Go ahead. No, I, mean, I was gonna I say. So you were saying that you know the the running you were talking about then you know and probably not too much more at the running back position given the transfer or whatever. Uh, yeah, and the transfer and the transfer and then we lost you. Um, I was gonna pluralize it, but I didn't think it was appropriate. Um. Anyway. Um. So. No, I was just going to say, I mean, overall, I like the class. Uh, I don't really care about the ranking right now because it's way too early. Um, I mean, I think if you want to nitpick, again, where you got a year where we're really heavily relying on out-of-state players, and especially if, if we have another outbreak in the fall, like, does that really make us really want to stay home? Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, look, they're Virginia guys. They all, like we said, you watch the film, they, they fit the mold. So, so far, I'm happy, and it sounds like we've got some more good news coming out over the next several days. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I appreciate the staff kind of making the most out of a crappy situation right now. I want to, real quick, before we talk to you, Ferber, I want to, um, 
I want to touch on something that I alluded to just a second ago. Okay, listen, I'm not saying that you can't be excited if your team is in the top 25 at any point, right? That's good. That's a good thing, all right? Right now, Virginia is sitting at 25th, uh, tied with Texas A&M um, in, the, uh, in the rankings. Um, they are the fourth ACC team. Carolina is currently uh, third nationally with 14 commits, six total four stars, and the rest of them being threes. Clemson's in fourth nationally, nine commitments, nine four stars. Uh, which is just absurd. Um, Miami at eight, and then Virginia is at 25. Um, shortly thereafter, Pitt's at 30, Tech's at 32, Florida State's at 33. So there's a lot of ACC folks kind of in that mix, right? That being said, like to, to Dave's point, like, yes, you, you got to, you know, it's like being up in the second quarter. We went back, I went back the other day as we were discussing this and looked at the classes that where UVA was. And in order to be in the top 25, you need like five or six four stars at least at the end of the day, right? And the reality is is that Broncos only signed a handful of them as is, right? So you're going to need to be in that sort of ballpark in order to get there. Um, Ferber, which remind me, where did Virginia finish the year that they had two fives? Where, <laughs> they were like, it was like 41. They were like 41st. Um, but anyway, so, so the larger They were point, like, we got two fives. We're good. The larger <laughs> point, <laughs> right? The larger point, of course, is, is that like they're in a really good spot. They're doing very well. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit different, you know, in basketball because you might only have three or four commitments all season long, right? So if you got three, four star kids who are all top seventy five, that's really good because you're not going to have that many more. Um, it's great to be in the top twenty five in uh, in April. Uh, this is current, you know. Obviously, everybody knows for Virginia, you know, if you followed recruiting at all for the Cavaliers for any amount of time, you know, this April through July is really when they make the most hay. I mean, this is when. You know they 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 get ready for winter. Um, they're they're you know going out and 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 packing things away. So I kind of feel like if they weren't there, it would be a problem. So I mean, it's really good, and they're they're on a heater, and they're going to stay there for a little while. Um, and considering the circumstances in the world right now with the pandemic, and you know, you're everybody's on a dead period. No idea when the season will start. We no idea like when visits will resume. No idea when you know students will be back on campuses. I think for them to be sort of in a really good spot for the class is, is, is exponentially better, right? Imagine if you didn't have some of these knowns and you were still searching for some answers. I mean, that'd be a really tough um, thing to, to kind of be processing. Now, Ferber, I want to get back to yeah. you. Um, before we transition to logos, because I know you guys are super excited to talk about these logos. Um, for hindsight, we should have totally done a podcast like Friday night. Um, Emergency podcast. Yeah, we. I, I was specifically not using that verbiage. Um, if you had, impromptu, perhaps <laughs> impromptu. Okay, that's better. Uh, if you had one kid that's on the board right now, uncommitted on Virginia's radar that Virginia's actively recruiting, and not like you know, don't go pick some random dude who's like top five. Some dude, somebody that they're actually recruiting. Would Lee be the guy you want most? Would it be Tony Grimes? What What's your wish list look like right now for UVA? Man, that's tough. Um. I would probably go with Lee just based on need, but I think I mean I Tony Grimes is very, very good. <laughs> like I, I think either of those guys you'd be happy with. I think Lee would be good because it would just be another, you know, blue chip offensive lineman. And those positions sometimes like with a tackle, like if you can get those guys, they a lot of times they come in ready to play. Um like the the top end blue chip guys anyway. So I think that would be great. Um I would love to see Grimes play in this defense, though. That would be awesome. Um, so probably those guys are probably 1A, 1B for me. Um, no surprise there. Like, I, I think that, you know, you couldn't go wrong with either one. 
Uh, I, I I think you know without talking to either one of them, I would say that they have a better chance with Lee than Grimes, if I had to guess. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Lee just just by default. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think pretty good class of top end guys in the state this year. Um, and everybody on our, on our message board seems to want to talk about Trevion Henderson, but we don't really have anything there. He's committed to another school. (laughs) Yeah, at least, yeah, that's true. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because everybody thinks he's flipping PGA all the time. <laughs> and it's like he committed to Ohio State like a week ago. Yeah, you know, like, again, he, yeah, he, I think he fully understood what his brother was probably going to do when he made the commitment. And that's okay. Um, as we said before, like a bounce back there wouldn't, you know, not to, you, you never want to wish a kid that things don't work out. But certainly, I think Virginia's coaches do a pretty good job of not burning bridges, you know, like they, also just leave the kids alone. Yeah, right. Just let, just let them do their thing. You know? There were some, and I don't want to get into a tech thing right now, but there were some tech fans out there like, "Oh, he went to Ohio State. He he must be getting paid to go there." Yeah, and that it's was like, come whew, on, that was a little much. Also, like, why would why would you have to get paid to go to? Ohio? That doesn't make any sense. It's like backwards. Yeah. That would be like saying a blue chip basketball player would have to be paid. Nah, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> Speaking That's of, a sled sleeping dogs line. Speaking of sleeping dogs line and not getting into stuff. Um, so how about those logos, man? Man, those things were no. Let's all right. Let's have an all right. I want to have a nuanced discussion about this. We're one of the one of the benefits of having a few days before we record it is that we can talk about these things without being emotional, right? Um, I, I I'm going to start. And I'm going to throw my I'm going to throw my two cents out there. Okay, the the new V Sabers is amazing, and anybody who doesn't love the new V Sabers, I can't talk to you, right? I I cannot. Like I don't like they're they're not, they're so fundamentally the same thing that anybody who's upset that they changed is just upset that they changed, right? They look dramatically better. They're going to look much better on TV in a variety of different for a variety of different reasons. Most of them nerdy. Um, the new V Sabers are are untouchable. Okay, and if and if either one of y'all want to argue about that, uh, <laughs> fired up Brad's gonna have to come back. Um, I think we can all agree the new V Sabers are are hot, right? We we all got that. We're all on the same page there. They're cool. We're good. I'm I'm in favor. Okay, um, David. I, I don't necessarily look at it and say like, man, this needed to happen. No, well, um, okay, that's fair. But do you, but but from the standpoint of TV, like there have definitely. Been I, I I do think that it will be better. I think it'll pop a little bit more. Um, but like they definitely, I've seen that, it now. It looks good. That so. thing definitely would would recede into the back of graphics sometimes. You know, like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, especially when the like the ACC would it's, put one of those where you had all of the schools at the bottom, and every once in a while, if the if the background was any sort of light color, Virginia's would just sort of fade into the background. You know. Also, I'm just going to assume that these graphic design people know a lot more about that kind of stuff than me. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. But okay. we'll get to the yeah, other I'm, ones. Long <laughs> short, short, I'm fine with the V Sabers. Okay, there you go. <laughs> all right. If you had, which one do we want to talk about next? If we, we have, talk- if we have nits to pick, it's not the V Sabers. <laughs> yeah, let's all right. Let's pick some nits. Uh, even though we're gonna go with Brad nailed it with his tweets, I, I will put uh, pick some nits. Uh, I think that we may have had a um, one called that at some point. All right, let's start with the let's start with the Cavalier. Okay, let's start with the Cavalier. Give Dave, give me some general thoughts at this point, several days later, on the revamped Cavalier logo. All right, so when it first came out, I hated it, and then hated uh, it. <laughs> spent some time really, spent some time really looking at it, thinking about it, and now, not not you know to be nuanced, 
it's hot garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible, man. Like it, it doesn't need to exist. There's Carolina blue in it, and like you can tell me it's the sky color all you want, but basically, nah, man, it like comes some, from the Blue like Mountains. If, oh, sure, sure, and like <laughs> you know, if you want to get, if you want to say. The the leaves and the blue the, the leaves and the fall turn maroon. They want to throw maroon on there too. I mean, like you know, no that 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 would be a the whole head bow thing. Like if, if you want to like that almost. I mean, I, I mean, I think people are right. It does like like look like one of the generic logos you get on like Madden when you do a build a team. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that I, I just don't cool. understand the need for. It. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way you could have made like a secondary logo that was, you know, that was fun and popped. I don't like the head bow thing. I'm not buying that you don't know who's under there. Yeah, I don't know who is under there. Someone who probably doesn't like Virginia and designed that damn logo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's who's under the hat. That may have been the greatest thing that was ever said on the podcast. That was incredible. Sleeper cell. <laughs> he is a, he's a Manchurian <laughs> candidate. Nah, I, I thought that like I, I hate to be cynical. I am a very cynical person sometimes. The whole thing, like you know, Bronco's a very like analytical person, and I, I, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head when I was listening to him talk about the the logo can be anybody and all that. I understand that, and this is something that I did in kind of a serious conversation. This is something that I had not thought of. And if this is what they mean by it, then I completely understand. The um, not showing the face of the logo allows it to be any sex any race, right. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, like, I hadn't considered that. Um, but when I would just meant it can be any person, I just was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like I did, it's just it's just a lot. Like, that, that screams to me of something they were like, they came up with the logo and then they came up with that. Like they were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it was oh, a little yeah. bit of an ABC sort of. Yeah, I can feel that. I, I do. I do think though that, that one of the edicts, or let's say one of the um, the checklists going into it, was maybe to make it less of a you know a you know a man, right? And I know save your email. Like I, you don't need to. I, there for a lot of people that is a that is a button. Right. Like that. That's a dog whistle of dog whistles. Right. But I didn't even um, really see people complaining about that. Well, you know, like, right. That it was a, but it was a nuanced thing. You know, it was a nuanced thing. If you if yeah, you were, see, I wouldn't have even thought of it that way until they said it. And then I was like, oh, I hadn't right. really like yeah. thought of it that way. I, I, I think, though, look, let's be real about still something. ugly. <laughs> let's be real about something. When's the last time a school redid something that people liked? Right. Like, think about this. Like. Classic is cool because it's classic. And anytime you try to change anything up, I made this joke to Ahmad Hawkins on, on Twitter the other day, but I wish we had Twitter around when, or and message boards, when they changed the V Sabres to be the official mark of the University of Virginia in like 1993 or whatever it was, right? Can you imagine the hot takes when they went away from the V Virginia in the middle, right? Which was the official mark pre- previously to the V Sabre, right? Now, at this point, you know, 30 years later, right, 37 years later or whatever it is, or excuse me, 27 years later, right, like, you can't imagine Virginia sports without the V-Saber. And yet, at some point, that was new, right? That was different. And and so, anytime you make a change, people are going to be upset. I think that we all understand that as human beings. That being said, I think it's very fair to look at these things and think, what are you going to do with it? 
right? Because I'm gonna tell you what. Yeah, I think they, it would look like garbage on a helmet. If you like, put that stuff, if you put that stuff on jerseys, you know, it could be like a little emblem on a on a shooting shirt. You know, it can be a thing on a you know something you know whatever. But like, you're not gonna put that and be like the you know like I saw this uh, this edit of like Kihei Clark that made it look like he played for DePaul. And it had like that thing in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it looked like an NBA jersey yeah, with right. like, the big logo in the middle. Nice then, edit. Not happening. Tony Bennett won't even give y'all orange jerseys. You're not getting that. <laughs> right. But like, I will say this though Jacob Webb and all the folks in the edit department, you put that stuff in the background and stuff, you know, and you layer it. And yeah, you, you I know, will say that. In like, the recruiting stuff they've been sending out, it's just kind of in the background. Yes, and, and, it's, it, looks, and it, okay. looks, it looks pretty yeah. cool. Now, here's the thing. And I hate to yeah. be the I hate to I, be I the one. I think you guys are a little too. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. You're good. Dave, Dave just can't think... see that Carolina blue without just. No, getting... I think you guys are a little too optimistic that they won't try to use it. Nike didn't send their designers to work with him to not sell merchandise or put it on a uniform. Okay, merchandise like, I expect it's... them to sell. It's the difference between me to me is like yeah they're going to put it on shirts but, but they're not going to put it on stuff. The way you sell stuff. merchandise is to put it on a uniform for a game or two. Like see, that's the way you do it. But see, um, I I think even if they were thinking about that, the visceral reaction. But I don't reaction, want them to do that. <laughs> but here's the thing: the visceral reaction to it would have changed those plans, and they'll just pretend like those plans never existed, right? Like they'll continue to use. But you it don't in really get a choice when when Nike says, "Hey, you're a Nike school." You're you're getting all this stuff. And we're going to run see, this. I don't, I don't agree with that. Way. I do think the school, I, I think, if again, you just mentioned Tony Bennett doesn't, or somebody, I think, Ferber Dave, Tony Bennett doesn't give me orange jerseys, right? They've been a Nike school for hoops for a while. How's that orange jersey working out? Like, there are some things that the, that the teams and the coaches get to decide, right? Like, they might not get to decide, like, oh, uh, this is going to be the color blue, right? But they get to decide whether or not they rock the all blues or they go with the white hats. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a thing that they get to decide. If, if these if these marks are used, and we haven't even gotten to the other one yet, but if if these marks are used, they will be used in an ancillary way. They again, they changed the official logo, and then also had then and, and in the documentation, it calls them the secondary marks. Like it does not refer to them as logos. It does not refer to them, you know, where where they're supposed to be on jerseys and things like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff oh. in there that I was fortunate because of being a media member that I got to see yeah. in terms of the style guide and things like that. But like they were very specific about how to put who's on jerseys, how to put Cavaliers on jerseys. Well, like that Kentucky has that Kentucky has a secondary logo that they came out with like three or four years ago and they don't use it like on anything. Else. Right. Yeah. I, it's I, like the cat, like the face of the cat or whatever. Right. And it's, I've seen it in some like marketing stuff or right. whatever, but I don't think they've ever used it on like a uniform. And part of the style guide is not just how, you know, here are the logos or here are the marks. It's also like, here are the shapes you should use in, in, um, you know, in your, yeah. uh, in your elements of, you know, when you're doing, um, you know, different stuff, right? So angled shapes can be found in the toolbox. The angle of these shapes matches the angle of our V-Saber logo and should not be altered. It doesn't say anything about matching the Cavalier or matching the shield, right? That is a consistent theme throughout this style guide is that it is all about the V-Sabers. And that thing... Those, those marks are not mentioned pretty much anywhere else other than in the places where they are outlined, right? So in terms of what else goes on stuff, right, it's not, it's not there. Uh, and also, too, like there's a whole yeah. section in like what you shouldn't say and what you should say and whose is still very much a part of that. Um, also, you're not That's supposed to That's a very say, UBA thing, by the way. Yeah, you're not supposed to say calves, so oops. We, ca- we cavaliers. Um, um, 
play a full football season, I'll be shocked if I don't see the logo on the helmet. I mean, we did wear you're that not, terrible 150 see, last year. You're not going to so, see the football. You're not. Gonna the see upsetting the part is that Bronco seems to like it. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna, see, look, you remember when Bronco unveiled the new uniform design? Like, and you could buy everything he said about the stripes yes. and the numbers yes. next to the heart. And the angles, right. That seemed real. Like the and I'm not like I'm not trying to like he might hear this and call me and tell me I'm full of crap. Maybe he like what what he said in that video. If Bronco Mendenhall is listening to our like podcast, who fifty minutes talked part? into believing it. <laughs> yeah, well he's he's at home bored. Yeah. Um, that, but it, that sounded more like a guy who was talked into believing it than the uniform revealed it. Um, I so, like how Tony Bennett is, is nowhere to be found. Yeah, <laughs> the Dean and Mark, the Dean and Mark was fam- coach is not commenting on this. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I, I mean, also like another thing is they changed the typeface and the numbers. Like that's yeah. No, the yeah. Like I, I don't know if I'd hate the Cavalier logo if they did two things. One, get rid of the Carolina blue. Shouldn't be in any variation of it. Don't tell me it's the sky. Um, yeah, that was a that was a mistake. Like, that was that a terrible was mistake. Legit. And that's what's so funny okay, to me. Ha- wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. But y'all understand that the reason that that is there is to show depth, right? Like they didn't do that just to like make you mad. They did that because it's a sh- it's a drop shadow. Like it's there as a design uh, aspect. Then that should have said it's from the redesign. <laughs> no, I'm saying like if you're trying to show blue on blue, what are you supposed to do to show depth? Like, can you imagine a tech logo where they use navy blue to show depth? I mean, it's not going to happen. I can't imagine happen. a third of the tech logos that they actually, the jerseys they actually <laughs> no. use, let alone, I, like, that's my, my point. My point is, like, yeah. my point is, like, light blue is not like, I understand that, that like, Carol, it's it, it's Carolina blue. I get that. No, it's but Carolina like, blue. Period. But, but, like, <laughs> it, is a, it, is a, it is a color in the color wheel. It's not, it is not maroon, which is, like, ridiculous to use in any kind of context because it is so specific. It's the sky. It's the freaking color of the sky. Like, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to use it on a poster, to and it's also a variant the sabers, of the colors that you already use, like in their style but, guide. But you can't put this. it in the logo. You can't but put it in the logo. It's not in the logo. It's it the, it's in a section. It's of in the, the logo. It's in the it's a <laughs> section of the secondary mark that shows depth on the hat, so you can see that the hat is tall and not flat. Like okay. it, is, so it, is, it is it is it is it is skeuomorphic for no for no real reason other than that they wanted to show it being a real hat, so it had some height to it, like. But it is light blue is just a differential of medium blue, and then they also called it Jefferson blue, and they have Cavalier orange. Like, yes, putting maroon in there would have been ridiculous, but light blue is a variant of of medium blue. And in a situation where you had like other colors of blue and you had light on them, it probably would look light blue. Like, I get where you're coming from, man, but your do- the dog don't hunt. Like, it, they don't get to own the yeah. color just because they use it. Like, it's a color. And it's no, like so it's like, no, no, they don't own the color, but you don't have to use it in your logo. So redesign your logo so you don't need that. It's very, not yeah, I, I mean, I think, point, I think right? you're missing the point that they had an infinite number of possibilities. But they did it, though. This. Unless they you were going to change. No, they, they did not. Your head up guys, and only guys, shown fellas, his eyes, fellas. Right? If if you want to say that they had an infinite number, then you have to uh, you have to assume that you begin from a place where they don't have navy, because ultimately those colors have to follow that path. The main colors are orange and blue, right? That navy blue you have to differentiate from that 
in an image, right? It's a design thing. It's a style thing. Like maybe you could say like, okay, well then maybe don't make the hat tall and you say make it flat, but that's what they exactly. did with the other thing and it looks dumb. Like No, the like, other one looks terrible too. We haven't even gotten to the shield. But I mean, we saw that. We saw the media, the different versions of the logo, right? I mean, they didn't all yeah. have navy blue or they didn't all have light blue in them. Like they had other versions and they looked fine. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they didn't look good because I don't that's like the other that thing. It's like if you make but... them flat, if you make them flat, and you and you do like you know just orange and blue, right? Then yeah, you you get you instead of the blue, you just get an orange swath there, right? Which show which continues to show the depth. You can't do that in the blue on blue, which is the the biggest mistake. And as I tweeted out, it's like they 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 used that the blue on the blue on the blue, right? The very yeah, the blue heavy one. one as the the main one, and that does yeah, yeah. there's there's probably too much light blue because it's not just on his hat; it's also kind of on the on the swords and it's also kind of on his arms. Right. So there is, it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> if they had just used it specifically on, you know, let's say the orange and blue version, right. Where the, the orange, toilet he was sitting on. Yeah. It would have been great. The toilet he was <laughs> so sitting on. Use it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, say I, like, I don't like that. I, I think it just all. anyway, they could have made it pink and green. Like it yeah. doesn't like, I think it's just a bad design. I, th- I think the concept of it is good, but See, Look, I'm a, you can, I'm a, I like, like the idea of incorporating you, the guy into the like the cavalier yeah. into a logo, but I feel like there's so many other ways they could have done it. You know, he doesn't need to be an asexual creature, or you know, or we don't know it. Like he doesn't need to be. Um, <laughs> like you could so if or if he does, you can jumping rope. Eyes. Jack English pointed out. Like, like can't can't you have the head tilted and just the eyes showing, and you could assume it's someone else. Like if you wanted to be like a you know a he her or whatever. You know, if you don't want to have a, a gender associated with it, eyes don't associate gender. You could have shown eyes and tilted the hat a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just look. The thing yeah, that we'll I never mean, know is the ones they didn't choose. You know, like we yeah. could have because we might have been like, oh, that one looks better. Like you know, whatever. It, it, we're not, it's not our call, and I'm sure they probably know a lot more about this stuff than we do. But but let's be honest. The reason the second one, the secondary and the tertiary, whatever—I assume it's just another secondary. The reason they're not good is because our our number one logo is so good. Yeah, there's no, we don't, we there's no need for. I mean, I understand why they did it. It's a marketing thing, whatever. The the, the those logos are not going to. I don't. I can't speak for everybody, but just from what I've seen, I don't think those logos are going to be embraced. No. Like they're not they're by the except for I mean I think the V Saber is just a good logo like. And What's I don't weird think, is it took it took like ten or fifteen years before Virginia got away from using the split V with the V Sabers. You know, before the V Sabers became the official logo for all sports, it took a while. Yeah, it was just I mean, like, like a football thing, right? Yeah. So like it, it's and it's so good like. You know, it's fun. I mean, I mean, I understand you. That was a different time in athletics too. Like different teams for the same athletic department at different uniform suppliers and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. basketball had one. The the downward looking Cavalier. You know, it's a miss. I mean, it's you know for several reasons. But that third one, like the shield, like you know, the more I think about that one, I hate to get like uh, I hate to use other people's thoughts, but I think it was Arden that said it even. Like it does look like someone killed the Cavalier and stuffed and mounted his hat. <laughs> like it's it's kind of right, right. Yeah. The thing like, that blows my that, mind is like that, the thing that know, blows yeah. my mind is it seems like they're missing some of like the big primary things. Or this is just what I think. I mean, I'm just one person. It feels like they're missing the big primary things of like, does this look cool? Like, what does yeah. this do? 
Yeah. But they but they think so much about like, oh, the top of the rotunda is right. in the, the shield. The, the is such square a and the circles in the square. Like they think all about that stuff, but then you miss the idea that this is not a like this isn't a logo that people are gonna like. Right. <laughs> like that's the part that blows my mind. What's really funny is like when you read this stuff, there's like this whole section at the bottom of the secondary logo for the shield that says references to the architecture of the historical University of Virginia are hidden throughout the Cavalier Shield logo. Artist drawings uh, depict traced elements from original blueprints. The top of the f- uh, shield echoes the silhouetted roof of the rotunda. Now listen, if you didn't see the thing and you just heard that, that's the most UVA thing ever, right? Like, yes. it is the most UVA thing ever that, like, if you, and it, again, if you had just not seen it, if I just, if, if, if Friday morning I said to you, Dave, hey, they're going to come out with a shield and here's a little bit from the style guide and I read that to you, the UVA fan in you would be, jacked because it was like perfectly like weirdly (laughs) historical and whatever the problem is is that like they they like had the right car and just really didn't get to the right destination you know what i mean like they they had the uva thing cold and then just it missed totally like and i'm yeah they were like we get what these people want and here it is you're like well that's bad you know like it and again it's a bad honestly it's a bad sign when it leaked the night before and and 90% 90% of my Twitter or like, oh, God, I hope this is, like, fake. this is fake. <laughs> yeah, this is fake. Yeah. All right. Here's this my thing. This is so bad. It's got to be fake. I want to. Wanna... Just real enough to it, yeah, it make, did. It give did. me pause. Yeah, I was like, did. hmm, that V Saber kind of does look like a change they would make. Yeah. Like, I, 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 again, I, all right, I want to be real clear about this because I know I got kind of full throated in such a minute ago. All right. Every variation of the V Saber is gold. All right. They're all perfect. All like, I don't know, 12 of them that I'm looking at right now, okay? Of the shield, there's two of them I can tolerate, right? The all the all orange with just the, the blue um, inside the shield, and then the blue shield with the blue background and the orange elements. Like, that's really it. Although the black and white one is not bad. All right. The Cavalier, same thing. Like, I don't want any of the blue dudes, right? I, as somebody who like kind of digs samurai culture, like there is an element to that that I kind of think is cool, um, but anything with the with the blue is bad, with the light blue. Um, I get why it's there, and I'm gonna I will argue that that like they should be allowed to use it. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> so I understand like the the dichotomy there, but like realistically, I think like, we're all on the same page. Yeah, I, I think, think realistically it just doesn't like, look good. <laughs> realistically, like if you're gonna change something that's not broke. Right. You better nail it. Right. Like if you're going to come out and and I frankly like what Virginia did with the football jerseys a couple years ago. And like I remember Bronco and his whole video and stuff like if they had just applied that to everything, I think it would have been fine because a lot of those same ideas and and things fit. Right. Like there's no to me like the numbers we haven't even talked about, like the words and stuff, I think, look great. Um, It's the numbers when you get into like. These weird, like, I mean, they, again, references to the architecture of the University of Virginia. Like, yeah, that's great. Um, but, like, what? Like, some of these numbers, man, I'm like, where, what, what is this Did Jefferson from? draw his apes like that? Like, I don't mind, like, again, I don't mind letters, but, like, the numbers in every, whether it's the, whether it's the blue with the orange uh, outline or whether it's just the blue numbers by themselves. Like, none of those look good to me. And it's going to take me a long no, time before my brain doesn't think, God, I really wish they had done something different with those. See, and, and I think that you nailed the primary issue with this is that I, at least I felt 
for basketball and football, they had good uniforms. Yeah. If they had so just now, taken that design. It's like you're going front. into the unknown and it's probably gonna be worse based on what we've seen. Yeah. Like yeah. it's I mean, likely not gonna be better. The reason so, the because they were starting from the such a good place. The reason the numbers bother me. Yeah, the reason the numbers bother me so much is you're going to see them double, you know, in like four places on the football uniform. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You're going to see them on the front of the jersey, back of the jersey, and the helmet. Yeah. And that, you know, any number that's got a round bottom or top looks terrible. Yeah, and every um, and every one of the ones that had, like, all of the ones, basically all of them have some, like, weird little, like, flare in them somewhere. You know, the eights have two, the nine has yeah. one. This, like, that little, that weird little flare, it's never going to not look, it's never going to look weird, not look weird. I kind of think that, I, I like UVA football uniforms, but I think they might need to redesign them with these numbers. Like, they might need to come up with, because there's, like, all these sharp angles on the shoulder and stuff, and yeah, it's going to be with these, exactly. like, soft-looking numbers. It's going to look weird. Yeah. Now, you know what's really funny? <laughs> it's gonna look like a fake like a like a not that it's gonna look this bad but it's gonna look like one of those fake like non-authorized jerseys where you see like the numbers yes. don't look right yes. like if that's what it's like gonna the look ones like, you buy at walmart that, that are definitely not real um see because like the basketball ones that we saw that's like a complete redesign like that i think you're gonna have to redesign them like come up with something different can we talk the about, helmets you can probably keep all right listen to me listen to me if you'd have told me these numbers are gonna be on the and one basketball uniforms and the pete gillen i'd buy it all right in the, there's That's a section like. after after they talk about typefaces, right? Where they, uh, I mean, they go through like the official, you know, this and that, and then the official facility names and stuff like that. Um, all right, there's a section for tent. It's a it's a section for design, right? And it's talking about like what you should the the the, the different ways that you should do uh, like gradient maps for like edits and uh, painted edges and splatter and like textures using the serpentine wall and all this kind of stuff, right? All right, two things. One, the first point in this 10 basic principle and design objectives document is audience. Are you ready for this? Whom do you want your message to reach? What is the group or type of person you want most to hear your message? What graphics, colors, images, and text will appeal to them and be consistent with your message? Now, let me just pause right there. <laughs> I feel bad, right? Because... There's a part of me that, like, I know a lot of people worked really hard on this, right? I kind of feel like this about movies sometimes. Like, you go to a movie and it's just bad. And I know a lot of people worked really hard on this. And I'm not trying to say that, like... Yeah, and it's, it's right? not like we're saying, like, we could do better. I'm like, certainly you know? not saying that, right? But that number one, like, if somebody who had been doing the design stuff for the logos had read that, they probably would have thought they were nailing it, right? Again, it was almost like they were, like they were off by like half and it just exponent exponentially then went off the rails. Like those, the V saber is perfect. Again, don't I, anybody who argues about the V sabers, I, I can't hear you, but like everything else, it, not only it was unneeded, it was unnecessary. I get that you wanted to have some cool stuff. Um, but listen, the second point I want to make here, and this ties in with the whole thing. There's a section called accent lines and it talks about like, uh, these lines can be a great addition to direct the viewer's eye around a composition. And one of them is basically asking people to buy tickets or to donate to Virginia. And they're using that uh, Cavalier dude. And I'm thinking, dude, if y'all think you're going to make money using that guy, y'all are in trouble. See point number one, right? Like, no, you know, and yeah. listen, I'm not one of these people who believes that the mob should decide anything. Like you can't like put it, you can't like put stuff like this to a vote, but 
I, I, I would love to know, like, where was this focus grouped? I understand the players love it, and I understand recruits are going to love it, right? But the people who need to click on the little Cavalier dude to give money and buy tickets, they don't love it. And that's probably also, not a good sign. Yeah, exactly. Also, also, it's, I think here's it's a the bit problem. of a misnomer that people say, like, the recruits are going to like it. To be honest with you, not to single anybody out because it's just an amorphous term for players that you haven't gotten yet uh, across sports. They pretty much like anything new. Like, it's not like, oh, like, the, you know, like if they had seen a better version of this, they would have liked that, too. Or if they saw a different, you know, the jerseys that were the, like UVA rolled out those new football uniforms and every, you know, recruits were like, oh, this is awesome. I've never seen recruits be like, this is garbage. Like, you know, that, that just doesn't happen. Um, like they like Tech's ugly uniforms. Like, you know, it, it, it's playing to the playing to the base there. Um, yeah, no, I but I mean, it. so I, like, I think that, that's, weird, though, that's like, an overrated. So if people are like, oh, if recruits like it, then it doesn't matter. I think that's a little overrated because it's like that for the most, I don't hear them complaining about uniforms. Like Alabama is the most boring uniforms on the planet. It doesn't stop them from getting players. Well, that, I, see, I that's the thing. It's classic. Is like the unit. Yeah. I'm just using that yeah. as an example. I just don't think yeah. that's a fa- – I don't think it's like, oh, we got to change stuff up every two years to keep up with recruits. It's like if you want to do alternates and stuff, that's smart. But, like, the whole, like, recruits like this new logo, I think they, you know, they like anything. Like, it, they're getting attention from a school. Yeah. Like, that's what they like. Yeah. Don't you think – like, I mean, I mean, I know we're not exclusive in this category, but I think another reason it's hard for us to relate to these new logos is even though this is Virginia Cavaliers, like Virginia fans, like how often do you say "Go Cavaliers"? Like, you know, we're we're the Hoos. Um, like, Can't say Cavs. Like, like Hoos has to be a yeah. Hoos has to be a part of something. Like, if you want to touch your fan base, if you want to, like, that's the word that you. You could have done like a logo with that other. word mark. Like like a word mark. Like if someone yells them. at me, "Go Cavaliers!" when they see my shirt, I assume they're kind of a fan, right? Right. If I get a "Go Who's," that's a fan. So, <laughs> I, I mean, would I just assume they're making too. fun of me if, I, if they said "Go Cavs" or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, or thought it was Cleveland. Um, it's like you're yeah, not it, in a club. I mean, look, it, club it was a swing and a miss, but but man, I don't think they're rolling them back. Maybe they just kind of disappear. Um, I think that's what's going to happen if it becomes super unpopular. It's like we'll just use the V saber and forget that those other two exist. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, you look at what I mean. I I hate to make the comparison, but you look at what Virginia Tech did a few years ago when they rolled out like a new helmet every week, and it was like weird logo. You know what they did? Like they they kind of stuck with the ones that people liked, and they got rid of the ones people don't. Like they they don't roll out the the weird ugly camo uniforms anymore like people hated them so they got rid of them i want to i want to touch real quick on two things one who's is definitely very much still in the mix i mean they're you know they it's it's one of the trademarks there there's a whole word mark logo section about not just cavaliers but also who's so that's going to be a thing i i do think that if they had used that in the hashtag that's supposed to be you know part i mean listen I texted this to you guys, and I still believe it. If y'all, if, if you weren't fired up about uncompromised excellence, like you didn't think that that was just a little bit like eye rolly, then don't talk to me about We Cavaliers, right? Now, there's this thing in the in the basic. I have like no opinion on We Cavaliers. I do not care. It's about like a, that. it's like, it's like such a weird hot button. But no, listen. So like in this basic principles and design objectives, there's a there's a there's a point in the design objectives that says provide the vision of community. We Cavaliers. Right. And until I read that, I was fine with it because I was just like, oh, it's a hashtag like you're going to use it like and listen, 
again, just I just like assumed the, it was for the uniform really like for yeah, the right, logo. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And it's like a sense of I get I get the I get what they're going for because again, it's like the architecture and stuff like in a lot of ways, like, you know, We Cavaliers sounds like something that you would read in like a Chaucer novel. Or you know what I'm saying? Like it, it has this like weird sort of like you <laughs> That's know, who the logos look like they came from. <laughs> like it has it has this sort of vibe which is like it, it, I don't know. I I don't want to I don't want to say what I was about to say because I'll get lambasted. But like it has a feel that I think was close to what they were going for. The problem again is that when they tried to land the plane, they realized that they were actually landing in in like quicksand as opposed to actual like dry land. Um, it's it's not good in in part because like you're not going to speak to Virginia fans, and I say this as a dude who owns CavsCorner.com. You're not going to really talk to Virginia fans without using who's a, a day's points well taken. I think that like, if you're really going to push the we Cavaliers thing and you're going to try to get people to use it, there's a reason that hashtag go who's exists, right? There's a reason that like Wahoo Wah is a thing that people say to Dave's point. Like if somebody said, you know, go Cavaliers to them, it'd be, it'd be weird. It's like an in, it's an in joke. It's an in thing. It's an in reference. And like, you're not going to have people like putting themselves, you know, in that self-identifying if they're, the thing that they think makes them unique isn't included, you know? And I'm not one of these people, like, I think we Cavaliers actually, you know, in, in another universe where the Cavalier is literally the only mascot, it's actually kind of cool, right? Um, because I do think it has this, like, kind of fun unifying. It has, like, a, I don't know, feels like something like, you know, John Adams were right. I don't know. It's, it has this weird sort of historical kind of feel to it. It's, it's super simple, too, which is nice. It's just Cavaliers is not... Right, and you already had Wahoo Wah, and you already had a thing that made you unique. Lean into it, you know. And yeah, it's I, like, why did you need a new phrase? But, like, and, and I get like when you people had aren't it, pining for a new phrase. <laughs> and I get like that they they felt like they needed you know something to wrap all this around. And that look, I think there is something to the idea that like you can't see who's under the hat. And I think that they did probably think that that was a big tentpole of this. And I get that that's where they were going. Again, it just missed the mark, and that's, you know, sometimes you swing and you miss. I'm, I've am i written however many things that, you know, I thought people were going to really like, and then, you know, there's like zero comments on it. Like, oh, I guess not. Um, that's just the way of the world, you know? But here's the problem, though. Yeah. But is the mascot on, on Saturdays going to rock around with his head down? I mean, like, <laughs> so there is a vision. There is a real-life representation of that thing. That's such not a good faith so. point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so like you've so just gonna be a blank face walking around under the mask now. Like, like so you've bought in, you've tried to sell this as you don't know who's under there. Well, on Saturday, there's gonna be someone running on the field with an outfit that looks like somebody. Um, is, is the cabman on the horse now gonna wear like the gonna go Ichabod Crane up there and carry his hat? <laughs> I mean, like, so I mean, like I think it's just a it's a lot of overreach, and I do think there probably wasn't enough fan slash historical Virginia connection involved in the designs. Um, and it, yeah, it was very, you, know, you like, can look at the architectural I mean, stuff, about it, you know, yeah. but I mean, also like, you can, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you can pretend to know Virginia by walking the grounds and talking to, you know, whoever you can run into around me, but like, yeah, you, you don't like, I mean, it shouldn't, I don't know of many things that received that much negative response as the secondary logos did across the board. Um, and even I, who kind of liked it initially, you know, didn't hate it as much as I do now when I first saw it, 
But the more I looked at it, the more I dislike it. <laughs> well, also, like, I think that I think that the idea of, like, trying to drum up interest is important. I think that is like, – at the end of the day, logos are logos, whatever. Um, UVA has significant financial goals that they are not quite reaching yet. I mean, like, obviously the, the COVID situation is affecting everything. But right. that, you know, like, they're a long ways away from having the money they need for the master plan. They just are. I yeah. mean, you can look it up. Like, and I think if they're trying to yeah. drum up interest, I applaud the effort. Um, but I mean, like, maybe not someone every, will not everything is going to be a win. <laughs> All right, here, here's where I want to go. Uh, I want to end. This don't give anybody. Before, actually, we, that's a good <laughs> before we wrap up, I, this is what I want. Um, we're an hour and 15 minutes in. So I want to I want to end this way. Give me I, I no more than 20 seconds. Um, I want you to give answer this question. Ferber, we'll start with you. Will UVA make substantive changes to this or will parts of this just vanish the latter they will not change it because i think that that's a bridge too far okay. but i do not think that they will use those secondary marks too much okay dave same question to you yeah i mean i, I mean i think you, you have to vanish there's time and money invested nike's invested um there's no reason to admit defeat when you have the make it vanish option Okay. Yeah, they're not going to like publicly be like, never See, mind. I, I wondered, given how just how visceral the negative reaction was, like, you're not, this was not just a normal, like, you know, not in my backyard sort of thing. Like, this folks got really fired up about this. Um, I wondered for a while there if, if you might see some changes, but ultimately, I think you're both right. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's put a pin in that right there and, um, and, and wrap up this uh, episode. Let's see. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your programs, and we are hopefully there. And if not, please let me know because we should be. Um, and if you feel so inclined to give us a rating or review, we would appreciate it. If you are somebody who has found the pod, hasn't given us a look at the website yet, check us out, CavsCorner.com. Let's see, right now, I mean, you can follow all of the different commitment um, you know, updates and such that are popping. Um Let's see. Going back to the last pod, I, we talked to Jason Williford a little while last week. Uh, we had, Ferber did a draft recap for Monday. Um, I had a story about Brendan Armstrong pushing ahead despite the lack of spring ball. Um, we had Jacob Rodriguez um, commitment. We had Gaffney and him breaking down his why he picked UVA. Um, and then I thought it was an interesting story that Bossy did from the basketball recruiting side, talking about ten prospects the coaches are really trying to stay at home. And I thought it was interesting, not necessarily just that he picked Trevor Keels for UVA, but that Trevor Keels was the bigger fish. Even though to me, it's sometimes I think Efton Reed is, um, but UVA trying to do its best to keep uh, both of them home. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if um, if you if you are so inclined, hit that Fanatics link that is in your podcast app of choice um, or the content item for this show. Um, Everything that you, if you, anything you purchase when you click on that link goes to support the pod, and we appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else is there. I want to thank uh, Dave and Ferber giving graciously of their time as always. Um, uh, the, I knew the logo discussion would be fun, so I very much, I'm very glad we got to do that. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you right out there for continuing to support the show, and we will be back in some iteration next week to talk about something. Uh, we will have a what if episode at some point, um, but so far we haven't had to use it. And something tells me probably next week we probably won't either. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.